My first rifle was a 243. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me. And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand. I guess that's something you don't understand. And welcome to another episode of All American Wing Shooting Podcast. Today we have my dear friend, Frank Brown, and his sweet wife, Jane. We'll have to tell stories about her. And they are owners of one of the coolest places I've ever visited. Um, Otter Creek is just north of Talladega. They, uh, they just have one of the most beautiful quail lodges. They offer so much more um, there. And I cannot wait to catch up, Frank. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. Good, great catching up with you. I know it's been way too long. Sure has. Well, I'm reliving all of my memories at your place. The multiple times I've been there through your um, Instagram right now, you guys are posting some really pretty pictures. Good deal. Uh, we've just actually um, are going to a new uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, social media group, uh, Andrew Clatt, who used to be with Confluence, uh, is uh, coming in to take over our uh, all of our social media and Instagram. He's a very talented photographer. I look forward to what he's going to be doing with it. To, he'll be creating all of our content and, and all that for it as well. Well, I, um, I want everybody to know, like, your whole story, because the place of how it has evolved has been one that's full of hurdles and heartache and major triumphs um so i don't even know like how you got started bird hunting if you were raised quail hunting how that all worked but um yeah just give us the history of how otter creek has evolved to this stellar location but i started bird hunting with my grandfather uh he uh my father didn't hunt but my grandfather you know had bird dogs and hunted with him and he had a little 30 acre farm on sand mountain that I thought was a Ponderosa when I was a little kid, you know, and, and I always loved land and, and all that. So, you know, I had it, you know, down the road, I wanted to, you know, buy a farm and, and, uh, and, and, uh, have a little place to quail hunt. And about that time I sold my company, I, we bought an 80 acre farm and, and, uh, sold the company and, uh, and, uh, we'd been acquiring a little additional land. Uh, in fact, uh, Otter Creek's, uh, we acquired about, uh, 750 acres this year and it's, uh, we're right at 1200 that we own. And then we lease another, uh, about 650 for quail hunting. And then we've got a, a 4,000 acre lease for uh, deer and Turkey. Uh, that's about 16 minutes away, but, uh, we started developing the land and, and, uh, decided to start doing a few corporate quail hunts, uh, well, let me back up in 2011, the tornado went through, uh, that went through Tuscaloosa and, and just totally wiped out everything at Otter Creek. We lost 2,200 hardwoods and, and, uh, spent a, a good bit deal of time rebuilding it, but it allowed us to have a kind of open palette to do what we wanted to do with it. And, uh, so we started to develop a quail hunt farm, uh, and put a little lot of uh, uh, time into developing the fields and, and uh, the courses and, and all that. And, you know, with the mind of doing some small corporate hunts and things like that. And it's just kind of, it took off that first year when we were in garden and gun, uh, 
magazine is least listed as one of the top 25 trips for the traveling sportsman. And, and it just, we've been building and trying to keep up with it since then. And, uh, we're already 90% booked for this year. Uh, it's kind of, we've been really blessed in, in that regard. And our, our clients come from all over the country, from California to New York, to, you know, Boston, we've got a lot of Chicago, we've got a lot of, uh, uh, South Florida folks, uh, you know, and, and uh, so it just keeps on growing. And we've added, you know, starting to do a lot more corporate events. We started doing weddings a few years ago. Weddings, uh, we're going to try to pair back on that, maybe do four in the spring and, and four in the uh, fall and, and get away from that and get more into the corporate uh, events and maybe some musical events uh, as well. We built a pretty nice area that you could do some singer-songwriter events and things of that nature. But it's been a lot of fun. We've developed it into doing European. We've got a lot of topography so we can do driven pheasants and do like a, uh, a European style type hunt, uh, for pheasants, which is, you know, a lot different than the, than the, uh, tower shoots that you see typically in the South. And, and, uh, so, and then we do a lot of mixed bag hunts with pheasant, chucker and quail, but it's, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, grown our kennels this, this year we had, uh, we, we raised little English cockers and, and, uh, had one of our females, uh, a little dog named Molly Brown got her field trial championship this year. And last year she was in the top 10 and at the nationals and, and was the high point dog in the country for, she run the, won the Tom Ness, uh, high point, uh, dog trophy last year. So we we're proud of her and finished another dog for a field trial championship this year, a little dog named Monty and got, uh, a guy named uh, Dan Murray in, in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, handles all of our English cockers for us for it, on the field trial circuit. So we've been blessed with a lot of really good dogs and, and uh, had a lot of fun with that aspect of well. You know, that is probably the first thing that mattered the most to me when I, when I came to Otter Creek the first time. It's a gorgeous place. There's no doubt. You top the hill and come in and see all the – the cabin style with all the stone and the pebble walkways. I mean, there's not a detail that's left out of the aesthetics of your place. But getting in the field and being in the South, like that was the one thing that was so important. When you go to a lodge like this, to have the excellence in the dog work. And you guys take so much pride in it. And and Bob and Jill both like live for these dogs. And it was it was just the most incredible thing to me because the dogs is what got me involved. And I came to Otter Creek, like, not too long after um, I was, like, really full-time with bird hunting. I was trying to think of how many dogs I brought there. That would have told me how long I would have been there. But I just remember being so impressed with the dogs and with all your guides. Like, it was, it was just so much fun. Just so yeah. much fun. Like, there's just no other place like it. We've got a guy named Keith Pierce now that heads up all the hunts and is our head uh, trainer. Bob and Jill are still with us as well. In fact, uh, Bob and Jill are out at uh, going to be working at Blix uh, this this fall. I mean, early fall, and then they'll be back here for season opener. Here they did that last year and got a lot of good dog work in on some young dogs out there as well. But yeah, the the dog work to me, you know, if you're going to run a really uh, quality uh property you got to have great dog work you know the hunting's got to be excellent the culinary's got to be excellent and your accommodations have to be excellent you know and 
any one given day, one of those things could falter just a little bit. You know, we try not to falter on any of them, but you know, but if you, as long as you're bringing all three of those things to the table, you know, people are going to be happy and you're going to get the clientele that you really like. And, and, uh, and our clientele, they're all, they're rebooking right when they leave, you know, for the, for the next season, you know, we've got people, this is their sixth year being here. And, uh, so it's kind of like, uh, almost like a homecoming. We went out to Napa Valley, uh, a few weeks ago and, and a, a group that from LA that hunts with us, uh, uh, they flew up to Napa and went to dinner with us two nights while we were up there. So it was kind of great when you, I you, hate you, that you, I missed you being out here. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, and you know, that's the thing that I was telling Chad, cause you know, he's the diehard waterfowler. And I said, whether you love upland hunting or not, like the experience of Otter Creek is something that you will never forget. And and with his mentality and how he runs his operation, I was like, you just would have so much appreciation for Otter Creek because they're like they have such a standard of excellence. And that's exactly what I told him. Just this morning we were talking about it. And um and it shows through. I mean, I was telling everybody was like, it's a hunting lodge and you want to go back and hunt, but it feels like home. You know, I brought JC there once and she still talks about it too. It's like, it's so crazy. You go there and you feel like it's a family reunion. Yeah. Well, a lot of that has to do with Jane Brown. She's done a great job on, on all the accommodations and the, the look and feel of everything, making it home, you know, like feel like home. And, and, uh, you know, we, we want it to be an extension of your home when you're here so that you're comfortable here. And I hate she didn't up. jump on. I love that woman. She's such a spitfire and to watch y'all work together is so entertaining. She, she's just a funny, funny lady. Well, you know, most of the time she's the boss every now and then she, <laughs> I call her warden cause she gets, she, she's pushing it pretty hard, but, uh, <laughs> no, she does a great job. She's a, she's a glue that, that, uh, holds all the hospitality and housekeeping and all that, that piece of it together. Well, I think it's super special that y'all get to do this together and that, you know, your kids come in and it, everybody that works there really does feel like family. And I think that's what brings that special aspect to Otter Creek um, because you just leave there feeling like, you know, everybody and you miss people. Yeah. And one of the neat things is our, uh, you know, my daughter got married last October and uh, to, uh, yeah, he was in medical sales up in Charlotte and they've recently just moved back to Otter Creek and, uh, in about two to three years, I'll be able to turn the reins over to him on, uh, you know, running Otter Creek. I mean, we'll still be involved in the hunting piece of it, but the rest of the time, you know, the weddings and all that, not so much. I'll, I'll be out of here on that, but uh, I love the hunting. <laughs> well, there's just so much going on there, you know, um, I don't think that people realize it when you when you look at your website. And plus, you guys have so much fun working that you make it look easy. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Got, and got I know staff. how hard it is. Good staff is, you know, but we do have a, a fantastic staff. Most of them been here a number of years, and and I guess a lot of new people because with the growth we've had, uh, uh, you know, you have to have a few more people. So we've got some new new people coming in this fall. So we're looking forward to. It. We've got a great you know, I think our chef is a different chef than when you were here, but we've got a husband and wife team. They're just super cool. They're in Alaska this summer because we, we were doing a, a bunch of construction work uh, uh, in July, August, and September before season opens up. So they're, they're working in Alaska, but it's a husband and wife team. She's a pastry chef. Uh, she's, she's kind of a, she, she's 
pretty neat lady. She was uh, uh, a linguist for the SEAL teams in two tours in Afghanistan and one in Iraq. You know, so I, I don't think she, uh, her husband takes any, she takes any guff off her husband. He's a, he's a very accomplished chef too. Uh, you know, and, and uh, the pair of them are, you know, doing a great job for us. And uh, one of those neat things, we, you know, the, the chef position is the hardest piece of any lodge because the better they are, the generally the crazier they are. And, and uh, we've had our share of of those. But the, these, this couple doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, and they're just the, the perfect, you know, perfect balance. So it's been a neat, neat deal. And they're very, very talented. Oh, well, that that is super cool. So I'm going to look at my schedule. I just don't think I can let one more season pass without coming south because I didn't I didn't hunt south um, last year. I started tournament hunting again and that really took over um, everything because I just set these goals and I finally found, you know, that zone and I just couldn't leave it. So I stayed in the Midwest pretty much the entire season last year, but it was fun. Like, you know, I, I got to spend more time in the Dakotas and that's kind of a, a dream thing for all of us down South. And so I got that behind me. Um, I know this year I'm going to do some mountain chucker hunts here on the West and, um, maybe chase some quail out here but then i've i've got to come back to otter creek for sure well we'd love to have you if well, i were taking a group to uh, uh uh south dakota uh in october if you're out there that during that time come by and see us we're going to be in millet south dakota with uh, taking a group of uh 20 uh hunters that are regular clientele of otter creek and bringing our chef up there and doing a a, uh, I think it's a Wednesday through, uh, it's the Wednesday after opening weekend, uh, uh, and got that Wednesday through Sunday, we've got a group in, in, uh, Millette. Okay. I'll look at it right. now. Okay. So we talk all about business and you are a businessman, you're a savvy businessman, but you have such a huge heart and, and I really think that's why you've been so successful in the things that you've done. And I think that's another reason why you talk about like your staff and everything because your heart shines through with how much you love the industry and the traditions and Jane's the same way. So what, where does that come from? Like, where does that momentum come from to say, we're going to put out the absolute best experience that we can, because we want to continue these traditions. Like you take so much pride in the repeat customers, but it's not about, it's not about the money. It's about the tradition. And you make that so clear and evident without even saying it. Well, you know, I think God gives you different gifts. And I think Jay and I both have the gift of hospitality. And, and, uh, I think, you know, one of our good friends told us that one time. And, and, uh, I, I think, you know, we just enjoy people. And if you enjoy what you're doing, you know, it's not work. And, uh, so we have, a, we have a great time, you know, with, with the clientele and just, uh, They've built just great relationships with with a lot of them. And it's just just a lot of fun when they, they you know come through the door and seeing different groups. You know, you know, hey, this guy's a McAllen drinker. This guy's a you know Balvanie drinker. This guy's a whiskey drinker. You know, so you know who's who's what. You know, and have everything ready for them. And you know, it's it's uh it's ninety percent preparation and ten percent execution. You know, so you know, and, and we, I we got some pretty good systems got you know like i say having great people lila uh, does a wonderful job on setting up all of her hunts and knows you know all the details and all the individuals and, and she's a sweetheart it's actually really easy yeah hmm? yeah she's a sweetheart too oh yeah she's awesome 
Well, um, there was something you just said. So what is, what's the vision for, for Otter Creek from five years from now? And I'm talking about like the wing shooting world. Cause we've sat around the fireplace with, with John too, with Covey rise. And we've just talked about like our vision for the gun industry and, you know, the heart of the tradition and the American hunter and all those things. Like what is it that you want Otter Creek to be known for the most? You're the, this is the question I love, you know, the, the question of who do you want to be when you grow up mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and our vision for Otter Creek is to be just, uh, we never want to be a big commercial operation. We're never going to be more than 15, 16 hunters at Otter Creek, because I think you lose the look and feel of, of the, of the hospitality and, and being an extension of your home if you get too big. And, and our, you know, our little niche is the group coming in and, and, and doing a buyout and, and a buyout at Otter Creek is if you take tw 12 spots, we're not going to put anybody else with you. And our clients love that. And, uh, so I think that's what kind of makes it special. Uh, we want to, uh, further, uh, uh, we're going to add some, uh, waterfowl, uh, the, the new property that we bought has a, a big hardwood drain in it. So we're going to do, uh, some, you know, the, the, uh, release mallard type hunts, you know, so if you have inclement weather that we could add that, uh, but, uh, you know, just getting better and, and executing better on the quail hunts, having more spreading out the property. We added 800 acres this year, which we've already timbered and, and, uh, drilled 250 of it. We're still timbering, uh, the rest of it. Uh, and we're leaving 25, pines per acre, uh, so uh, 25 to 35 pines per acre, depending on how, how it sits. And they're all big mature pines in there. So it's going to be a uh, South Georgia look with a lot of topography, which is totally different, uh, which is pretty neat because every shot's not the same. Right. Um, and I think it's going to be very, very, very unique. So we're de developing that. Um, we also want to do some really, um, I'm not a big fan of, of some of the, like the five stand and, and, and all that, that gets to be more repetition. We're, we're creating a, uh, uh, an over the water, uh, uh, uh shooting, uh, uh, experience where, uh, we're going to use one of the promatic, uh, uh, grouse machines that has eight throwers that'll be across the lake coming at you. And the, there'll be a, you're going to be out on a, uh, uh, almost like a five stand that's going over the water. Uh, but also have two throwers beside you and one in the middle of you. And like if two guys are out there, you know, for an upland, we're going to call it flurry. So if for an upland flurry, there'll be four birds coming out, but you don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. And, and so because when you're out in the wild, you don't know where the birds are coming from. Right. You know, and these these games where you know, okay, you know, I've got this position, this position, I got to shoot these predictable i like right. more i like you know uh instinctive shooting and, and uh so we're going to do some things like that and then we'll probably uh, add as we develop some of these other lands and can spread out there's a place uh, that's kind of right in the middle of one of the fields we have right now that we're wanting to put a helice uh, uh, uh system in uh there as well but we're going to do some neat things for off season and where we can do some simulated even uh, European shoots in the in the summertime, and really keep shooting going year round. 
more than just, you know, once season's over, it's over, you know, the, the, there's so much more to do uh, in, in training. And, and uh, one of the things we also want to do um, some pistol training more designed at ladies pistol uh, training, because I think it's kind of a common thing. All these guys have bought their wives a pistol. They've gone to the range one time. They've never shot it since then. Right. You're so and, right. And, We've talked about this so many times. Yeah. And now they're more dangerous than they were before they didn't know anything almost because they oh, know absolutely. enough to get themselves in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah, we're wanting to you know, do some of those type of events. And that's how I'm going to get out of the wedding business, <laughs> building those kind of things up. I so. think that's the best thing. Well, um, my parents bought a big piece of property and talked me into selling my dream home in a little Mayberry and moving out there in Georgia. And, um, everybody said they needed to get into the wedding, ven like wedding venue business because it's at the f foot of the mountains in North Georgia and all this stuff. And my dad said, heck no. So they built a, um, fall festival. So they only work two months out of the year. Well, you know how having property you work year round, but they're only open two months out of the year. So it works, it works well for them. And then that was oh, before, great. that was before we went West, but, um, yeah, so I totally understand that the wedding venue life is twenty four seven. It is, you know, and the the problem with it is you don't get a redo. Like on if you get a rained out hunt, you know, that's no big deal. We'll give you a rain check. Well, you can't do that with a wedding. Right. Yeah. And and right. you got and you got a bride that thinks it's your fault because you couldn't make it not rain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well her bride's mother really is a problem more than anything. You guys do a lot of community give back and fundraising, and you don't really ever talk about it. Um, but I just think that's another really special thing about Otter Creek is that you guys have such a heart for giving back. And I was fortunate enough to get to attend one of those events, and that may have been one of the funnest events that I've been to that wasn't about hunting, but yet it was all about hunters you know so tell us a little bit about the organizations that you guys support down there because i i think they were so special you know that we the my my company does supports the hire for heroes uh in fact we've got a, an event in birmingham uh a fundraiser uh, on the 22nd but but otter creek uh, supports uh, uh, the Big Oak Ranch. John Crowell uh, was a football player at Alabama, coach, played under Coach Bryant. He was destined to be a uh, uh, first-round draft pick, and he decided that uh, he wanted to, to uh, build a, uh, a home for 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 boys. And uh, and these aren't really bad kids. They're not kids that they're coming out of. You know, there's so many people that – their mom and dads just don't want them. You know, there's a single mom and she's met some guy and he says, I'd love to marry you, but, but you know, I can't deal with these kids. You'd be surprised how many mothers will just give up their kids. And, That's and, uh, crazy. And no, so nobody knows that you never uh, hear about that. Hey, and, and the big Oak ranch is, is, has fostered about 60 other properties like theirs all over the country. They're doing the same thing that they do. Uh, every one of these kids has the opportunity to go to college if they have the, the the grades or they go to trade school. So, you know, and they follow them all the way through that program, but they give them a, they give them a home that, you know, the, they have a couple of rules. So, Hey, we got rules, you know, don't break them and nobody's ever going to hurt you here. And, you know, and it, you know you're only going to be loved here. And, and uh, 
and the and now they have a girls ranch as well uh they run probably about 250 kids through there a year uh and and it's just i've never seen an organization that a breaks a cycle on what these kids have seen and b um you know uh uh, changes lives like he does. And uh, so that that's our big deal. We do a percentage of everything we do at, at Otter Creek go, goes to the Big Oak Ranch. And, and we're uh, great friends with John and uh, and Brody Krull is now running. Brody played quarterback at Alabama and then played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and uh, he he's back running the ranch. Now, in fact, we're having dinner with Brody and Kelly tonight. Uh, but uh, just, just great people. And they've got a, a calling on their heart to do wonderful things uh we've introduced the ranch to so many of our clients now that after they saw what they're doing just like you had no idea that people uh uh the the level of how sorry people can do it be in this world towards little kids and and uh you know they they've opened up their hearts to to the ranch as well and it's been a you know it's been a it's been a great thing to be able to introduce other people to to the big oak ranch we got an exciting thing we're moving uh Brody and Kelly had this really nice, nice cabin at the at the Big Oak Ranch, and we're actually moving that. It was one they built. I mean, it's a it's it's super nice, and uh, we're actually moving it to Otter Creek uh, in the next month, and uh, it'll be the Big Oak Lodge at Otter Creek. Uh, it's a three bedroom cabin uh, that we'll be able to house their guests and you know feed them in our facilities and and all that when they're coming in to to visit the uh, Big Oak Ranch, which is only 1.7 miles down the road from us. So it's going to be a neat thing. And we'll be able to put some hunters in there when it's, you know, when, when it's uh, not being used by the ranch as well. So it's going to be a, a great, great. Oh, fun. that's awesome. That is so cool. That They were amazing. Everyone that came from that organization was some of the most genuine hearts I've ever met. Oh, they're, they're, they're wonderful. Yeah, I have breakfast with John every month. And uh, kind of as accountability partners, I said, John, I've got this figured out. You have breakfast with me, so you feel real good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what else is going on? What's going on with the industry? With um, Are you still shooting the same gun? Like, we've talked, we've talked about so many of these things where we just get stuck in our traditions and we just use and, you know, keep what we like and... There's new stuff coming yeah. out all the time. I, I picked up a new shotgun last this last season, but I haven't been shooting as much as I normally do. Yeah. I hate to even admit that, but yeah. we've been on the road so much, it's been hard. What are you shooting now? Well, I picked up um, an 828 in Nashville and couldn't believe how much I liked it. And uh, then I shot the um, Chapuis, you know, uh, the, that French company just came to the U.S. And it felt a lot like some of the guns that we've shot at, at Otter Creek, but they have an over-under and a side-by-side. And I, I really love just shooting a side-by-side on, on birds. Yeah. I, I've, I've got, uh, uh, I'm getting a side by side this year. Just wanted to try out, you know, one of those, uh, I think it's called faith or, or whatever. Uh, it's a, uh, it's kind of a Rosini spinoff company, uh, but getting a little 410, uh, side by side, but I've never, I've always been an over and under guy. I've got that little Merkel over and under 410. I just, I have a hard time getting away from it, but I've got one Steve, uh, Steve Shields, the guy that owns uh, Shields Sporting Goods. Yeah. 
come, he comes down and hunts with us and, uh, he had a, a Revenant 28 gauge and, uh, they had special made with a 26 inch barrel. And so he, he's getting a 410 and getting, getting one made for me as well. They have to take it a, a special production to do that. So we've been waiting on them for about a year and a half. So I may, I may be shooting a different gun next time. You see, if oh, that one I'd love for you to come to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have always loved shooting a side-by-side. -side. Now, I didn't shoot one in tournament hunting. And I think it was just because trained as a competition shooter, I always shot it over-under. So that was my sight picture. Yeah. But um, but if I was going bird hunting, I always picked up my side-by-side -side and took it. Whether it was in the grouse woods or wherever, like, I just loved it. Pheasant. It was classic. It's just a classic bird gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I want to hold on to those traditions. Like, you know, I got into this at a later age and wanted to raise my girls in it. And so I just clung to the old school traditions because it just inspired me so much. And I really think that the people that have influenced me the most in the industry, that that's who they were. They were the old timers that everybody looked up to. And I still don't know how fortunate... I got to walk down that path to have those mentors because we've actually lost some. But, yeah, I, I think it just kind of helps me feel that gratitude that um, that got me involved in the outdoor world. Yeah. I tell you, I think one of the biggest things we're going to have a problem with in the future is there aren't that many young dog trainers. Especially really? in the bird dog world. I mean, you see a lot of, you see a lot of young guys in the labs and all that, but you don't yeah. see that many, you know, guys that are that are training pointers and and uh you know, and the young mm. uh uh people guiding uh either. You know, we're we're kind of teaching some people to guide, you know, but you know, the one you used to could find guides left and right and they're they're getting more more scarce. So the, the really good guys are and ladies are getting older and, and uh not around, you know, are able to go half a day and, and, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's, uh, getting more difficult. That, well, we need to do more talks about that. I think Frank, get the word out yeah. there that, you know, and spark a fire. The whole reason why I started this podcast, cause you know, I can talk the techniques of shooting and, and bird, bird dog training. I get geeked up about all that stuff, but yeah. there's so much information out there about that. And nobody's really talking about the heart of the American hunter and why we commit to this. Like you guys could be retired. You don't have to be working as hard as you are right now, you know, right. but you know, and then I was thinking the same thing. Like I drive up and down the highway hauling a kid around homeschooling. And I think, have I lost my mind? Like this kid doesn't even have a clue as to what, you know, normalcy is. This is all she knows. Right. And so, you know, you think, am I really doing the right thing? And, and then we catch a glimpse of the news. And I think that's what motivates me the most is like some, like these people took time out of their busy life to impart wisdom and, even when I think I was probably the biggest train wreck and the only thing I had going for me was the excitement about the industry, people still invested in me. And so I just feel that like I owe that to the next generation. Yeah. 
Well, you got me out of a chair two days after a, a total knee replacement. Go shoot bird. <laughs> I so did. I forget. <laughs> I couldn't believe you were out there walking fields two days after a knee replacement. That's true. That's true. And so, you know, I just don't take those things for granted. And, and if we don't talk about it, then people don't know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, you know, we, we've got, you know, there's going to be a lot of challenges with, with, uh, what they're trying to do with the, you know, they may not can take the guns away, but they're going to try to do everything to make it where you can't get ammunition for them. But, you know, still we're seeing the repercussions, you know, you know, the, uh, the shells for us, uh, I've already bought all the shells for this next year. You know, and they'll probably come down before this fall, but I didn't want to take a chance on not being able to find them. And, you know, I'm paying 60% more, 70% more than I was, you know, before the pandemic per box, you know, so it's, it's well, much. For, and that's exactly the best point that you could have made. Like I said, you don't do this because of just business. Like it really is the heart of you and Jane to invest in this industry and create something that's going to last. Mm -hmm. Well, it'd be a whole lot of work to let it go away, <laughs> but uh, we've enjoyed it, you know, and, and I think, you know, I think your clients start depending on it to be there. And I think, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm very thankful that I've got a son-in-law coming in to, you know, to, to carry it on, you know, cause it'll be put, you know, the whole property is being put in a trust, so it's not going anywhere. Uh, so, well, uh, we'll get Taterbug a little bit older and, and you guys can raise her up. She'll end up being a pretty good dog handler. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's uh, going to be part of her future. And I know that you guys have had, I don't know, has, has Ronnie Smith been out there yet? Or you guys have just talked about doing a Smith clinic? You know, he has. Uh, now, a lot of our, uh, like Bob and Jill were over at uh, Prairie Wild Wings for when Ronnie was down there this year. Uh, I really don't, I don't know him, uh, you know, and we're kind of, uh, you know, the bird dog is just kind of the one piece of ours, the, the English Cocker is another. Uh, so yeah. You know, we have uh, Sam Peck and Paul out of uh, Monticello, Florida, with Red Hill Spaniels, uh, that handles a lot of our our training for our, our uh, just our, our standard dog that's going to run here. And then if something's you know really special, like Sam when he had Molly after four weeks, he said, "Yeah, unless you want me to start algebra, I've done about all I can do with this dog." And so we sent him up, sent her on up to Dan, and she's the one that's doing so well for us at the, at the national level, but. Uh, but you know, um, but we, you know, we'd love to entertain that. I think we've got a pretty good setup to do something. You know, it's uh, what I love about watching dog trainers is learning a little bit from this guy, a little bit from the different. You know, I, I don't think there's any. I'm not one of those guys that said I'm a, a Ronnie Smith guy or I'm a you know uh, a Wild Rose person. You know, you, you take a little bit from everyone and and make it work for you, and uh, that's one of the neat things about, about dog <laughs> well, world. the smiths have definitely created a program that is um a very easy to follow step-by-step -step program and and yeah. rick and i hit it off with um let's see here we met at pheasant fest and i don't remember if ronnie was there or not but <clears throat> i ended up hanging out with delmar and rick during that trip and i stayed in touch with rick and went to his seminars and that's how i got started in the in the pointing world and and Delmar looked at me, you know, he's old school cowboy and he gave me a big hug and he was and because at that time I was a competition clay shooter 
and it was like, man, but I love my bird dog, but you know, you got to stay in practice. You got, that's a skill. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So it was a big commitment. And he just looked at me and he says, girl, you just need to commit to the dogs. And so that's what I did. And, and it's just brought the best people into my life, but they have videos and stuff. Well, Hallie Joe got hooked on it because she had a, uh, she's had a short hair since she was three. And she would go to bed at night watching Ronnie and Rick's videos instead of like <laughs> cartoons or a movie. I got so sick of dog training so fast. I'm like, I got to have some downtime, kid, you know. But it's been hilarious to watch her grow up. And at Pheasant Fest, she'd get on stage with Rick and do some demos while he was explaining their program with yeah. her dog or whatever, you know. And so she just took to it really really early and so i i think it's amazing that they have created um a program that anybody can get their feet wet with dog training you know and then you take it from there like you say um i never thought that i would be a lab lover i'm pretty sure that you you knew me when i was a short hair snob <laughs> and and now like i absolutely love the hunt test world and all the aspects of it because when I first started and we were just quail hunting I didn't really need the the tools that the lab provided but then as I started right. venturing out and going to the midwest and then a, the Dakotas and stuff and then I saw how those skills really made your hunting um, more exciting because being able to to handle your dog and have that next level team um experience with your dog was what really like took me to the next level so i've never gone through the testing world with the pointers and maybe one day i will i don't know if i'll actually run them or, or let somebody else do that but just to have that experience like i just have such a different appreciation for it now and and that's what's kept your dogs at the top of their game is that you understood that you understood the genetics and you understood maximizing and the potential and how to get there. Um, it just took me the like a long way around to figure that out. Well, once we get you on an English cocker, then, you know, you're going <laughs> to <get> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, I was at Gundog. I was filming with Gundog TV and um, they gave me one and I, I had it. I was, but I just, at that time I was like, man, this is the worst timing to raise a puppy when you're on the road. And yeah. I just didn't feel like it could just sit in the, in the trailer. And I, I just looked at my schedule and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to just wait. But I almost had a cocker at one time, <laughs> but I think that forever, like I'm good with, with one short air in a lab. Now, I don't need 15 dogs on my trailer anymore. <laughs> right. I kind of got spoiled this last season uh, when when I ended up sending everybody's dogs back and really just focused on my own because it's like anything else. You always give your best to your clients, right? And then your personal stuff is the one that slacks. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I've got my first lab and she's about to turn two. And I, if I don't focus on her right now, I'm going to miss her potential. And I think I'll really regret that. Right. There's a lot to be said for that. I mean, you, you, it, there's a, there's a window there that, you know, with them that you really got to, you know, uh, focus on them, you know, and I've kind of got like the reverse of that with, uh, Molly, she's been a trainer for two years and, you know, so after the nationals this year, I told him, I said, she's retired, win, lose or draw, you know, and 
so that you know we can enjoy her and spend home with her and you know and one of the you know one of the things we've been real proud of with our with our kennels too is when our when our cockers get six the ones that have been great hunting dogs for them we find forever homes for them and they're a you know a forever home that they're going to be on a couch not in a kennel you know and, and uh so uh, which our- your kennels are nice your especially your new one is really really top notch yeah thank you but but you know when they when they retire from here i want them to be a family dog and not you know uh you know we'll, we'll take the time to make sure their house broken and all that and then uh get them in a good spot you know but the, you know it's a great dog for somebody because it's a finished dog you know right so it's still got three or four good years of hunting or five more good years of hunting oh that that's cool especially if your dogs get to come back and hunt in the same fields with their forever home owner oh absolutely that's that's part of the deal (laughs) yeah that is really really special well frank i am going to pull my calendar out and i'm going to find out when i can make it to alabama because they're like we are living in a time where i don't i never like i never thought we'd see this i'm sure you didn't either but i live with such a like sense of gratitude towards the upland lifestyle and like what shotgunning sports has brought to me and the people i just got to come back to otter creek this year i hope that the covey rise crowd would come in because we always have the best time there i think it becomes uh, oh, john's like, always around maybe <laughs> we take over <laughs> i know i'm like yeah god i really hate it when your clients are there and they're like who are these crazy people but it's like um it really is like a family reunion at otter creek well thank you we we hope you we hope you'll be able to make it up i didn't realize you were out on the west coast all the time now yep so we're out here and it's i mean we don't stay out here very often but it's become home base uh-huh and it's really nice. I mean, the weather out here is nice. There's no muggy humidity like the South. And and there's tons of opportunity out here, you know, for bird hunting and getting the dogs out. And it's just new. It's it's a new chapter, and it's been one that's been amazing so far. So I'm really grateful for it. But it, it makes it a little hard when I was a three-hour drive from you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's like a 40. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they make planes too, so you can just fly in. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, I'll fly in. Y'all pick me yeah, up. We'll pick you up the airport. Well, and that really is an option for you guys. Like, I will post all about your website, and I want you to tell people how to find you guys because I just think everybody needs to to have one experience at Otter Creek. All the bird hunters need to come uh-huh. to Otter Creek. Well, we'd love. I to know have- I post that all the time. Like, y'all post a, a meal or something, and I'm like. Dang, I know how good that is. We're really <laughs> missing out. Like, you guys go book your trip to Otter Creek just to eat, you know, three times a day at Otter Creek. And it's so funny. Get up and go have coffee. And you're back there like singing on the on the uh, um, grill, making up breakfast yourself. You know, like it's just it's just a special place. You can't can't put it into words. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're, we're only as good as our staff and clients and. The dogs and all the things that make it up. <laughs> well, okay, so you guys are, I'm going to pull this up, Otter Creek Distillery. Otter Creek Farmstead oh. Distillery. But it's yeah, ottercreekfarmstead.com. Otter ottercreekfarmstead.com. Yeah, and so I don't know, did you guys, fall, um, like, 
produce your bourbon? I know at one time you were in we, the process of making We are still in the licensing stuff. phase. We had an issue because we have a retail license on location as well. So it, it made us have to carve that whole piece of property out and start off. Uh, but uh, we should be in production this fall. Yeah, well, everything's whiskey. there. The steel's there. The fermenters are there. Everything's ready to roll. Yeah, whiskey and uh, bourbon lovers and wine lovers will really enjoy the perks of Otter Creek. Yeah. One of our construction project is we're expanding the wine room right now. So it's going to be a, uh, a it's going to go to about a, a 3000 bottle uh, wine capacity in it. So I'll get you through <laughs> a weekend. Yeah. Just scroll <laughs> through the pictures. You'll know why I've been so obsessed about this place. So, well, I'll post all about it so that people know how to find you. And um, it looks like they're going to have to book a hunt two seasons from now with the way that your schedule's looking. But it will be well worth the wait. Well, we look forward to it. We'd love to have you. All right. Well, I will talk with you soon, Frank, about the dates that I'm coming down. All right. Look forward to it. All right. Thank all right. you. Take care. I guess that's something we don't understand. A crowd of soap and a big machine I feel